Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I want to thank everybody who've been tuning in, tapping in, those who are viewing now, sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff. Thank you. I appreciate you. Man, let me say this. It was definitely a beautiful day today, man. I felt so rejuvenated by the sun. And, um, you know, we even took all the, uh, you know, all the youth from work today. We ended up taking them uh, to the Riverside Park. And they just had a blast, man. We were playing catch. We were playing soccer, football. And, um, you know, it was just so nice, you know, to see us getting back to normal, a little, uh, you know, again. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful After two day. years of being under, you know, in this pandemic and everybody just, you know, kind of... Uh, you know keeping her distance like everybody just got disconnected you know what i'm saying so it was just nice to see life being normalized a little bit again you know what i'm saying and seeing the kids have fun and then just you know you know the sun man it just bring out the best in you man you know it always. just rejuvenates you man always man. yeah shout out to my man uh alexis at dhdc always plugging me in man and uh you know he's a talented brother man he always got a lot going on very intelligent brother man and uh you know happy to have you know be have him as a co-worker and you know as as a pillar in our community but you know enough about me we're going to talk about my guest today my man is very talented he's got a good share uh, st- uh, story to share with you and uh, i'm gonna let him tell all about you man my man danny what's yes up, what's bro? up how's with you going man love you man it is good bro. thank Everything you is good i don't got nothing to complain about <laughs> baby i'm blessed i thank you so much for having me man it means a lot i've been wanting to come here for a while now and what a great opportunity i guess because this studio is Man, this is beautiful, dude. It's like, I need time to clean my place. That's all I can think of right now. It's like, (laughs) no, this is a great place. It's beautiful, very professional, man. Uh, I can see you definitely leveled up and can't wait to talk, man. Can't wait to talk and share, I guess, information, experiences. And, you know, no more, like, I was talking to him before we have before right now right just a few minutes ago it's like dude i should interview you (laughs) (laughs) but uh, again thank you for having me man thank you for the beer i love this place great vibe yeah i I know uh you know during the pandemic man you know we kind of got disconnected but it was cool because we ended up meeting back up at uh victorino's video shoot yes 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 and uh you know that was a dope experience but you know i was glad that i was able to catch up with you again and exchange numbers and finally get you on the show you know i'm gonna reach out to dose too dose quetzal you gotta bring him man he's the battle rapper i just the thing is i want him to perform uh actual battle rap on the el nino podcast but i gotta find somebody who can battle rap against him you know what i mean definitely because not me that's a whole different craft you know <laughs> all different stuff man definitely no so. music just straight up like almost yelling so i don't know i don't know, I don't know <laughs> i'm not a rapper so forgive me but yeah he's very talented you should definitely man that him. guy is talented i'm talking about from the first time i ever met him <laughs> and seen him perform i told that brother you got it man stay diligent keep doing it because you're gonna get somewhere you know what i'm saying For sure. and he's just he's so diverse with music man he's just very talented brother man uh dosa i had the i had a chance to uh produce for him one of one of his Actually, I did like a couple of songs for him. No, one, one song, my bad. Mm-hmm. Like a kind of like a rock, rock and roll, like a Bob Dylan cover. Okay, dude, his voice, 
He's got a voice, he man. He killed it. He kills it, bro. He He's did. got a voice. No auto-tune, nothing. He was straight up like that. It was great, dude. Yeah, he uh, he did a performance at uh, at the Fantasma Market at the DHDC, and, uh, man, he killed it, bro. I was like, man, this guy is so talented. And, you know, he went from, you know, playing the guitar to rapping to singing, and I was like, Oh, you're like, talking about man. Victorino. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah both of them he signed it too though <laughs> all righty man oh man hey, no no started, no bro no, it's not the beer, bro. no both of them they're, they're both, both very talented they're both very skilled i work with victorina sure. more than dosa but they're both very talented victorina does use auto tune though i'm just trying to <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry dude you know i love you <laughs> Yeah, man, I, you know, I wish Nando would have been able to pull up, man, you know, but it was yeah. good to see him. I seen him uh, over there at uh, El Club, you know, and um, it was good to catch up with everybody. Shit, I went there and ended up with five more guests for my podcast, yeah. you know, just running into everybody. I was like, what up, you know? That's the great thing about, like, going to events here, you know, like, you meet people that almost feel, like, very familiar to you, and mm -hmm. everybody knows everybody a little bit, and, you know, like, they're all interesting, and... That that show at a club this past weekend, not this past weekend, but you know, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, yeah, May first. Well, it was actually May first, although it was. Oh for Cinco yeah, de Mayo, yeah, that was but, the day uh, of the parade. Right, right, but uh, that that was a great show, man. It was dope. You know, um, it was cool seeing everybody, seeing you, you know, Brian too behind the. Yeah, camera, but man, um, it was it was a great on. show. I enjoyed it. You know, and what was. I love though, bro, is just <laughs> everything is for the community, by the community. I love the local vendors. Uh, you know, me and my wife, we always go support the event, spend money. You know, showing love to all the you know local vendors, and um, I just love seeing it, bro. You know, and and it's just a beautiful sight to see everybody working with each other, supporting each other. You know, in every way, man. It's definitely nice to see unity, right? It, it's um how do you call it like it, it really makes you feel good and makes you want to do better yeah it really does because you know i grew up in an era where colors divided everybody gang colors gang flags so everything was territorial you know stuff like that so you know we didn't have that kind of unity in the community you had to you had to be color coordinated and know where you're going and where you at you mm. know because no matter what you had somebody was against you in one form or another whether you was going up against the police or if you was going against rival gangs or you know any any other demons that you know brothers have struggled with in the past like drugs and you know all that type of stuff but to see so many people so many talented people you know what i'm saying from producing to singing to rapping to to you know painting to art to singing to like wow yeah it is everything impressive. it's another brother man i want to get on here his name is uh gabriel duran Mm, and, yeah, oh, um, he's great. He's so a great singer. We went to a, a Pistons game and uh shout out to Izzy and Gabriel uh uh Duran. Uh Izzy and um and Yachty, they did a pre a pre-opening for the Pistons game and then uh uh Gabriel Duran, he did the halftime show for the Pistons nice. and I was really proud because like that's dope, bro. Like you guys are from the community, you know what I'm saying? They come through, you know, the DHDC yeah. And now you're in a place, you're in, a, in an arena performing music for the Detroit Pistons, you know. And uh, he's just, a great performer too, man. I saw him live uh, at the event that we were at, and it's like, wow, he, he was really good. Yeah, great singer. 
Yeah, definitely, singer. man. I just I love to see all the creativity, man, and uh, I'm I'm so happy to be a part of it. And it's so cool because every time I go to these events, like people already know who I am through the podcast. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Everybody's like, Eladio, what's up? Like, what up? You know what I mean? Like, it's all love. I feel so good about That's it. That's what I was saying. You have you have the talent, man. Like the, the you have the conversation talent, right? Because sometimes you want to like. And this happens to me sometimes, and it might, I might be doing it right now. Sometimes I want to talk too much about myself, and you don't have a conversation anymore. You, I think, from what I've seen on your stuff, you, you're really good at the podcast thing, where you can interview somebody and actually have a conversation instead of just having a list of questions to fulfill. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, that's no a doubt completely about different it. art, I think. That well, this is why I called the show "Real Everyday People" because I wanted it to be a real experience, not only just for you know for us but for the viewers more so than anything you know uh i wanted people to open up their minds open up their heart this is like educational because as you share your story you know you're going to inspire somebody you're going to empower somebody you're going to educate some you know somebody you know and um that's why i think it's important for people to share their stories you know and that's how you heal from trauma it's a lot of people living with trauma who never get the chance or the opportunity to speak about these things with anybody and they live and they live with it and then they pass it on to the younger generations to their kids you know what i'm saying these kids carry these baggages of trauma and resentment you know, towards life, towards family, towards people and individuals and things like that. So I feel like if you give somebody the opportunity to be able to share their story, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's good, bad or ugly, you know what I'm saying? You're giving a person uh, an opportunity to be able to cleanse themselves, cleanse their spirit, cleanse their heart and educate other people, you know, who are going through the same thing. That's know? so true, man. Just speaking it out, right? Just having a conversation, just getting off your chest and see what the other person has to say and maybe even seeing somebody in the other in the screen like wow he i can relate to that you know i don't have to follow that path or i can follow that path instead you know what i'm saying like options right it gives you more options and i guess we're lucky nowadays that we have that technology to do all of these and and that's what i love about my podcast is that we talk we had we share our experiences but we also share um, the possibilities and and when we come to realization that we do have options because there was a point in my life where I never thought I had options I thought that what I was was what I was always supposed to be and you know and 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 I was supposed to live that way and die that way right you know and then when I started just going through these growth spurts and educating myself about life you know and about self and you know and getting building a relationship with God and you know my mother always you know was teaching me how to pray and build this relationship with God and um you know not that I'm a religious person but I'm very in tune with the universe and and I and I acknowledge a higher power you know what I mean but I also want to tap into the source of power that we possess as as individual people you know right. what I mean we're powerful because we have a planet up here that we can think you know we can Indeed. we can change our situation we we have options we have choices you know what I mean Indeed and for a lot of people, they never reach that point. You they know? never reach that, man. And you have the blind leading the blind. Exactly, you know. And and like I said, nowadays, at least people have the these resources, right? The internet, where they can look stories like like ours or many other. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of information. And of course, not all of it's great, but 
at least you have the chance to okay at least let's see what happens from this you know mm. whereas before it's like i mean i'm thinking right 60s 70 uh 50s maybe even way before a lot of technology was around in mass you know it's like all you got is just people you know yeah and what if people you know suck <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, yeah, but you don't know no better, you, and that's all you know. You know, you don't know any better though. And that's the know? only options you have. And but you're loyal now, to these people. Exactly. Now, you know? at least if you're born in the same situation, as bad as it is, at least you have phone for sure, right? You can see like, oh wait, this guy went through this stuff. I, I, I could be like him instead of I don't know, maybe my cousin or something. You know what I mean? You like, know, I, I tell you like. Like, I knew a lot of people who were educated, very intelligent. I knew people who loved to read, read books, life skill books, things like that. Yeah. And um, it just, uh, there's nothing like knowing yourself. I knew, I know guys that could tell you about the Bible, the Quran, books from front to back, tell you everything about it, but can't tell you nothing about themselves. You know what I'm saying? They can tell you everything about everybody else, but can't tell you nothing about themselves because they didn't research. They didn't do that soul searching they were supposed to do, that inventory that they supposed to do. I said, the most interesting book that you should be reading is your, you, the book your of book, your life. Right? I said, we are all books and we all got chapters and chapters throughout our journey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Read that book. Get to know that book, you right. know? And once you find yourself and become so empowered by it, you start to feel valuable and you start to feel like you have purpose and you start to find your place in this big world. You right. know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, you got to do something, right? Like you got to start doing something. And that's the hard part a lot of times, you know, just start doing something, right? Like, uh, to me, it's almost like going to the gym, right? Like, it's hard until you get there and then you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right there, might as well do it kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, we live it in crazy times still. You see, <clears throat> I think not a lot of things have changed in terms of how we are as human beings. But a lot of things are have changed in terms of how, how we communicate and how we exchange information, right? But at the same time, like, you may have... Like, let's be honest, right? Even nowadays, you have information for pretty much anything you want to do, right? But still are people that, there are going to be people who are not going to do anything with it. Either mm -hmm. way, right? So I guess what we try to do with, with uh, formats like this, like podcasts, is just reach the ones who are willing to listen, right? Because I guess <clears> not everybody's <throat> going to be listening. You know, I don't know. Depends on what they are in their in their life and whatnot, you know? And that was another thing about the title of Real Everyday People is that everybody is included. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you are, where you're from, if you're at the top, if you're at the bottom, if you're in the middle, if you're on your way up or on your way down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I my, my this show is for the people. This is about diversity. This is about learning about, you know, the stories and challenges, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows of humanity, of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, who doesn't love a good story, you know, of somebody who was able to bounce back, come from the mud through the trenches and get dragged and abused and beat and lied to and, and cheated and, you know, everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then still be able to get through all that and still build a life for themselves, you know, and still, you know, become a decent human being. Yeah, man. And through that, they can inspire 
inspire other people and so on because you know nothing is perfect but uh yeah man i fuck with these a lot dude it's, it's dope it's yeah. a good vibe you know like great i don't I know i'm I, glad i get so I like much it. good feedback from people about <laughs> it's really podcast, good he's like damn i'm just it. looking at the lights man <laughs> um where are you from danny tell us a little bit about who you are where you from what, what's your nationality i'm from peru 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 peru, peru. That's, That's right. Favorite. I should be saying Peru, but I say Peru, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm from Peru. Um, I came here basically right after high school. Um, when I came here, my dad has already been living here for a while. And so he always told me, like, after high school in Peru, you're coming to America, do college and all that shit. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. And I stayed here, you know, and I'm uh, a musician. At least try to try to live off music the most i can and um i'm just a guy with trying to live the life that i see myself possibly living you know that's what it that's what it comes down to for me is like you know like uh, sorry going back a little bit to what we're saying right like now we have the avenues to see people people's lives mm -hmm. it's like i could be i could have been in college stay in college and follow my profession right but I knew deep inside I want to do this. This is how I want to live my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then sometimes you're willing to compromise things, right? Yeah, it might not bring me this many, this much money, this my, this this whatever it is that you value, right? It, mm -hmm. it might not bring it to you the way something else might. But you only live once, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You only live once, and you only see yourself in such way. And I'm not trying to do anything bad or anything. So it's like, you know what, fuck it. And I just went for it. And uh, basically, I'm a guy from Peru, came here. How old were you when you left Peru? Uh, I was 17. Okay. I'm not 34. I'm not young mm -hmm. either. But uh, So did you know any English or did you learn all your English here? No, I, I did know some English. I was lucky to have great parents. And um, they always told me, like, you know, English is very important. So they always inculcated me, like... Uh, being educated and all that stuff so i do i knew english but i'm I'm gonna tell you though bro like unless you use it you lose it. yeah yeah and, and that <laughs> goes with anything anything if you bro. don't use it you'll lose it for yeah, sure. you'll lose it man and so it's like back then i knew english but let's be honest i speak english maybe an hour per day at most at, okay at, you know and then after that you're done i don't give a fuck about you know at, <laughs> at, at that age i just wanted to like go to my girlfriend or whatever you don't care about you know your future at least i didn't mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> so how was schooling out there compared to schooling out here um it seems a little bit more strict uh, out for, here or over there no over there my bad okay over, over there because for example everybody wears uniforms for school here they don't like mm -hmm. even the the national schools right even the schools from the state they still wear uniforms, lame as uniforms, the same as ours, really, pretty much. But <laughs> <laughs> lame as fuck, dude. But in, in that sense, you know, like also, for example, it's not like we had a choice of classes to take. You mm -hmm. could take, okay, you can take, if you want, you can take French, you know, or Spanish, you mm -hmm. know, or Japanese, whatever the fuck they gave here. There is like English. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And you have to do this and you have to get a good grade. You know what I mean? 
Which, you know what? At the same time, I don't mind it because English is really an important language to learn. Let's be honest. It's the so language. So how easy or hard was it for you once you came to the States? Like, did you come straight to Detroit from Peru? Or no. did you bounce around before you got here? I went to Nebraska. Wow. Damn, who the hell? I didn't go Everybody. from Peru to Nebraska. Who the hell? Bro, everybody's like, Nebraska? What the fuck are you doing there exactly? Yeah, I don't know anybody that's like, I just want to go to Nebraska, you know? I'm not to say that there's not stuff there, but I'm just saying. There's no much stuff Especially there. from Peru. <laughs> exactly. Lima, which is, which is busy as fuck, yeah. dude. Let me ask you this, because I heard yeah. they have a tradition in Peru where once a year they box it out and duke it out. Is that real or is that some... I don't know. I don't think that's real. Once oh, a year, they okay. box it they out. Said once a year, the community come together and whoever got animosity or any neighbors, like they go out there and they box it out and then they have to leave it alone from there. You know what, though? They let go of them grudges. I haven't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised, man. Especially <laughs> like in the countryside. Yeah. It's just wild in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it, especially back then, it was different, you know? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, man. Talk about like racism and shit. Like the last time I went to Peru, which was last year, right? I went to the mountain side where my family originally came from. Beautiful mm -hmm. place, beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful, uh, amazingly beautiful. But I have my cousin who has been living there. He's older than me. He has been living there longer than me. And he actually grew up there. Mm -hmm. He told me, Danny, you don't realize how racist people here are. In Peru? In the countryside. Man. Wow. Among themselves. I, mean, who are they I was about to say, who was they racist against? It ain't nothing but Peruvians there. You First know? of all, they were all poor, right? From the area we, like, my family came from. But if you came from a poorer area of that air, from that area, you'll probably be, like, called, like, names and shit. Mm -hmm. And my cousin told me he, he, he had to get into fights. Mm -hmm. Just because he was marginalized, you know, for being a little bit darker over having a little bit of a different accent. Yeah. Even among, like, people yeah, that right. look like me, almost. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that shit was crazy. They even said, like, you know, like, a lot of Cubans, you know, in Cuba, like, you have the African-bred Cubans, and then you have a lot of Spanish-bred Cubans, and, you know, the, the real light ones, and then you got the black Cubanos, and sometimes there's a conflict Bro, of interest with them. And outside even in US, Mexico, in Mexico, they you got the Indios, you know what I'm saying, and then you got the rancheros. And outside you know, US is crazy, dude. It's very mm -hmm. racist. It's yeah. way. I I even think it's more racist than here. <laughs> Get out of here! Are you no, serious? I you. No, bro. I can't. I can't imagine it, bro. You Maybe know, not man. like before, like what you told me earlier. You know, because I didn't leave those times either you know i i'm pretty much telling what i've been told you know which yeah. i believe but i've seen some stuff it's like and it's more in your face right in your face government mafia in your face mm -hmm. here's a little bit more hidden you know it's a little mm -hmm. bit more like what about violence in peru just in general <laughs> is everybody like cool or is like shit popping like in mexico right now it's kind of popping man especially after 2020 bro like the, this is the thing okay I don't know how aware you guys are of this, but Venezuela is in a, is in bad, bad shape economically. And it has been like that for a few years now. Wow, I'm talking about five, I think, five years or so. So a lot of Venezuelans move to South America everywhere. I'm talking about everywhere, bro. One of my tour guides was Venezuelan, bro. In Peru. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all we need to know, bro. <laughs> For, and not even the main city, like a little bit outside of the city. And I was like, what? 
Where's Nicaragua? Is Nicaragua by It's it's Peru? more like Central. No, it's more oh, Central okay. America. Right. I have a friend from Nicaragua. But yeah, no, I yeah, think it's I've crazy. I've only there. met like one one or two guys in my whole life from Nicaragua. For real. Beautiful people too, man. Very nice. Very, not these uh, dudes. They was, <laughs> he was a Fred Flintstone looking up. I guess not everybody. Pachanga looking up. I guess not everybody. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Nicaraguans I know are very nice. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, right now I've been told it's kind of crazy, man. A little more. A little, having said that, you know, the Venezuelan issue, right? Like they, a lot of people come. To Peru and Peru in itself is already a third world country, mm. so there was a real lack of jobs. So now it's more poor, and so a, a lot of more yeah. robberies right now, a lot more uh, delinquency in general. You know what I'm saying? I've been told at least, um, at least from where I'm from, bro. Lima, the capital, is a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Traffic is crazy. That's like the most popular part of Peru, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People I know about Lima, it. Lima, 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 then Cusco, where like the Machu do Picchu. Vacation there? Do they go? Is there like a they tourist go to spot Lima. there? You see, Peru itself, there's a lot of landmarks, so there's a lot of tourism there outside okay. of Lima. Is it safe? Is it not safe? Or <laughs> it's safe if you go with people and you know what you're doing. <laughs> it, it depends, man. It depends. It's no. safe if you know what you're doing, just like anywhere, right? Here in America too. If you know where you're going, it's safe. I don't know. I don't hear nothing, you know. And I and I hate to say it, but every time I hear about Mexico, bro, it's always some bullshit. You know, they That's said true. that they're kidnapping all the women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, what in the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is you torturing and kidnapping and murdering your own fucking people? Like that shit don't make no sense to me, man. You know, and I'm I'm proud to be Mexican. You know what I'm saying? I love my people, but that shit just don't make no sense, man. You but know? you know what they say, right? The the enemy of one of one group of people is the same group of people. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the the Peruvians criticizing the Peruvians the most. Sometimes mm -hmm. I guess Mexicans criticize Mexican the most, Americans Americans the most. You know, um, I don't know. I always say, you know, it's good to travel. Like it's my, if you can travel outside of U.S. Mm -hmm. And I would love to go back to Mexico. I would love to go there. I, I was there when I was younger. It was a very humbling, beautiful experience for me. I would love to go out there. I would love to take my wife out there. I just, um, I it just is dangerous, bro. And it's a damn shame because I want to go get in touch with my roots. I want to, you know what I mean? But I'm like, I don't want, you know, something to happen, bro. Right. This is the thing, though. This is my opinion, obviously, because I don't know what I'm talking about, really. But this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking, right? Like, <laughs> I'm sure while you're watching the news and shit, probably, this is only going to give you the bad stuff because that's what mm -hmm. sells, right? But like, I have friends that go to Mexico, dude. I mean, but are they going to Tulum and all the tourist spots, or are they going? No, I think they just go to, to, the Jalisco. Ran to the rancho parts, and that's where the family's from. Yeah, the ranchos. Yeah, it's different. Because Peru, you know, it's like, yeah, I want to go to Peru, but I know where to go. You know, <laughs> if you tell me, if you tell me, I want to go to this place, like, no, don't go, not alone. Yeah, you with the Venezuelan tourists. Yeah, so. the Venezuelan tourists. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's very dangerous for now, unfortunately. But it's not like you come out and you die. You know, mm. so sometimes. Sometimes, like news and stuff, they always emphasize the bad stuff because that's what makes you like watch. And how, how was the transition for you going from one country and then coming 
here in Nebraska? Like, was it beautiful <laughs> in Nebraska for you, or did you want to go back home, or were you like, it's got to be better? Is there something better? At first, I wanted to go back home because when I came here, I was 17 already. I had friends. I had a girlfriend. I had a life already, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a band. I mean, you know, and so. A band? What kind of band you have? It was a rock band. A rock band? From high school okay. and stuff. Um, like Mana? <laughs> like that but not as good <laughs> not as good not as talented but um yeah. at first yeah man at first you miss it you know especially you know what i think it's also the age right at that age you're really having fun you know what to do you know your you know your group you know this and that so going somewhere completely different different language i, I moved in with my dad he was wife. living in Nebraska. He was living in Nebraska, so I moved in with my dad. Is there a Peruvian community out there? Or no, was just... I, I was among white people, a okay. lot of white people. All right. And, what was uh, that like for you? It worked, man. I'm, look, I'm gonna be honest, and some of my hate for this, but I like white people, man. Like my interactions with white people have been mostly great, mm-hmm. but that's the case with every race I've been in touch with. Yeah, too. you know, you see yeah, what I'm saying? Definitely. Like. uh so, I don't know. Personally, I don't see what a lot of people see. I see a little bit different, but... um. But sometimes people can have one bad experience. Like, say they got robbed by a Mexican. Now they hate all the Mexicans. Or, you know, you get carjacked by a black dude. Now it's like you hate all black people. Exactly. Or, you know, or you get altercation with a white cop and, you know... And now all of a sudden, all white cops are just the worst people in the world. You know what yeah, I mean? And, and you got a lot of people who live like that, though, yeah. you know? No, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I understand because I think it's just evolutionary to your, your brain is like a like a pattern recognition machine. Right. So as soon as something happens with somebody that looks like these, it's like, oh, shit, the next one might be like that. Uh, but that's where you know if you're growing or not. You have to check yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, part of growing is you check yourself. You feel me? Okay, maybe what I believe is not the right thing to believe. You know. Yeah, yeah. So for that's sure. part of growing too. And you know, I'm older now, so I can. Back then, I, w- I guess I was different, man. So I need to go back. Some I need to meditate one day or reflect about yeah, how I was. That's a lot of reflecting. Way. Yeah, that's a yeah, lot of reflecting. Because Bro, actually, you forget, you know. That's how I made a lot of change in my life was going back to child all the way as far as childhood, you know. But um, so how did you end up in Detroit? Uh, well, after I moved to Nebraska, right? I moved to Nebraska. I moved in with my dad, with his family, my dad, my brother, my sister from that side mm-hmm. and uh, the wife, right? I didn't have a good time. I never really lived with him. When I moved in with him, it was a very chaotic environment. They they ended up getting divorced. So I, I got depressed. Straight up, I just got depressed. Um, to the point where it's like, like if I have to live like this for the rest of my life, I might as well just kill myself. That's that's I never got to that deep of a... Like those, those thoughts were never that deep where I actually wanted to do it. But logically speaking, I was like, fuck, man, I'm not going to live like this forever. You know what I mean? Anyways, I got out of that situation after talking with my mom a lot. She helped me, like, for support. And I drove here because my, my I got family here. My aunt was here. My cousin was here. And they were, you know, in Shelby Township, Rochester, which is close enough to Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I'm here now. I live in Shelby Township now. Okay. Yep, and I got my my family family on my own, you know. 
that's that's how it happened, you know. Um, but I see you like in the hood always, bro. Like you know, the whole squad everywhere I go in the neighborhood, you there. You know what I mean? I try, so, man. I try to come, you know, because that's mostly where all the artists that we know are here. You mm -hmm. know. So you're a father, right? I'm a father. Yeah. Okay. Proud father. Yeah. You got sons, daughters, or one son. You got one son. One How son. old is he? He's about to be eleven. Eleven years old. Eleven year old. Wow. On the 11th. What's that like, man? Having an eleven year old. Man. Let me tell you something, dude. It's 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 crazy to see this, right? In a human being, dude. It's crazy because I'm very perceptive. I try to be perceptive. He's one of the reasons why I believe what I. How, he's one of the reasons why I'm how I am right now, because I used to be super a, a different person, right? I, I realized, you know what? He's gonna look up to me at one one day, at one point in his life. Mm -hmm. He's gonna need guidance or whatever. So I have to be there for him. But as I, I believe parents are teachers, right? The first line of teaching is parents. It's not school. Like we're talking about the system. Fuck the system. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Fuck the schools and all that shit. You know? So I, that, it, it's weird, but let me put it this way. Sometimes I see him saying things that I say. And that shit freaks me out, dude. I was like, yeah, fuck, I say yeah, like that. Yeah. Or I hear him saying things that mom says, like, oh, my God. Oh, you look like your mom a little bit when you do this. <laughs> so it's, for me, it's a crazy experiment. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a crazy experiment to, to see a human being literally go from baby to, to Yeah, adult. because since, since birth, from being a child, their minds are programmed by their environment. They mimic everything you say, everything you do, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you get angry, they learn your anger. Yeah, dude. You know, the way that you talk, the way that you walk, they're going to have your posture, they're going to have your interests. You know, a lot of it's genetically, but also a lot of it is learned behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, if you grow up in a house where people are communicating, it's peaceful, it's good, they're going to learn the same thing but if you grow up in an environment in a household where people are arguing and fighting and yelling you know what i'm saying it's going to be normal to that child and they're going to grow up doing the same thing you know so it's like if you don't want your child to do it then don't do it yourself either because they're going to pick up on all of that bro you know i see kids they be having little attitudes and i'm like just like your mom or your dad or, exactly. you know, some, you got that from somewhere, you know, because yes, you ain't just, bro. you know, do all that crazy shit. That's insane to me, you know. So sometimes mm. I, I just look at him like, oh, my God. And he's like, Dad, what are you looking at? I'm like, no, don't worry about it. You know, even looks, even a simple everything, look, bro. bro it's, it's insane, dude. And that's why I like what you're doing, man, like helping the youth and stuff, because a lot of times it's, it's during that age, during the time that there are sponges, right? It's during that time that is the, the the critical time where he can either go here or this way. You feel me? And it just takes one person to to help him each, you know, whatever direction he chooses or he, she chooses. Yeah, you know? I mean, because, you know, you got kids in the program and, of course, you always want to guide them and, you know, give them good advice. And, you know, I, I facilitate life skills curriculum to them. And, but at the end of the day, you know, they're only there with us for a couple hours and they go back home and they got to get back to, you know, to, to whatever standards are at home. You yeah. know, some are good, some are not good, you know. And you see a lot of kids, they come... 
to the program and you know they're sad they're you know depressed some are traumatized and you could just see that sometimes they're just having bad days they're yeah. tired some aren't sleeping good things like that so you know shout out to the youth department at the dhdc man you know shout because out to them, man. definitely man we be putting in work bro we have 40 50 kids every day we pretty much like community babysitters bro you know what i'm saying that's, and, that's, that's and great, we got man. special needs kids that you know our staff are so attentive hands-on with them bro like you know i'm proud to be a part of it i just it's not an easy job bro you know what i, I mean no, I know, and when you're trying to teach kids you know good good manners and good things you know but you know a lot of them aren't living in the best of conditions and they're not you know learning the best from you know being at home and the best teaching is through example you know like it's yeah. not even through talking you know at that age you don't you just want to play you know you just want to play have fun you know mm -hmm. whatever and when they come to the DHDC, though, bro, they get every opportunity to just be themselves, get in tune with themselves, socialize, even if they just want to meditate, chill. Like, I'm glad that we teach them the value of meditation and communication and stuff like that because yeah. at that age, it's important for them to know that. You right. Know? Bro, if you don't mind, can I, can I head to the bathroom really quick? I know this is mid-interview, but... Yeah, go ahead. I can, I'm sorry. Real everyday people, y'all. You know, you got to use the bathroom. You got to go. I can't say no. Yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, I'm very uh, proud of what I do, you know, for a living. Um, also working with returning citizens, you know, providing resources. You know, you guys, uh, a lot of guys coming home for prison, especially long-term prisoners, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, you know, and they're coming home. And, uh, you know, a lot of laws have changed or, you know, releasing a lot of juvenile lifers. Um, shout out to my man, um, um, Jose Burgos. He's been doing his thing. And, you know, Alex Ayala and, you know, all the brothers, man. Jose Rivera, Johnny Mercado, just all the brothers. Lucy Vera, Mario Bueno, Rick Speck, all these brothers who got 15, 20, 30 years in, came home and just taking care of their business. You know, my man Kirk McGirt, you know, old school YBI brother, you know, he came home after 30, 40 years and, you know, he just, you know, build, build his life after that. And I just like being able to be connected to them and being able to provide resources through the DHDC, through ceasefire. You know, we community servants, man. That's what we do. And, uh, you know, so every day, man, I wake up feeling good about my life. You know, um, I became quite the humanitarian, you know, and I love to do what's in the best interest of people. You know, and, uh, you know, I get I get firsthand experiences every day when I go to work dealing with people and their needs, you know. So, you know, shout out to, you know, all the departments at the DHDC, but more so even with mine, the youth department, boy, we put in work, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, shout out to them. It's it's definitely very important, you know, that to influence people to, to do better because uh, life's about options, you know, like you might as well pick the best option possible to yourself. So what kind of relationship do you have with your son? What are some of the things that you teach him? What's he into? Is he into sports? Is he into music? Because you're into music, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I try not to, music-wise, I try not to push him to do it too much because I don't want to, like, kill it for him. Like, I want him to enjoy it, right? Uh, so if he, grows, if he grows on him, I'll help him. But I try to just, be, I try to make him tough as, as much, as tough as possible mentally and physically. Um, so we try to spar a little bit, some, you know, a little bit of boxing clubs here and there. Try to teach him how to fight a little bit. I'm not that I'm a great fighter, but I'm just saying like just basics. 
um, I try to tell him to control his emotions because that's what gets people in trouble, really. Man, the lack of really good, control man. of emotions. If you could control your emotions, man, how many things, you know? Yeah, because that's how people get killed every day out here is because people cannot control their emotions. I'm talking about a simple, simple road shit. rage incident Anything. can have people just dead. Anything, you know what I'm saying? Know. And and it's 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 necessary for people to learn how to manage their emotions, their yes. thoughts, their actions, their words. You know what I'm saying? Like me working for ceasefire, like that's my job is to diffuse, you know, situations. We are we are violence disruptors, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, we want to provide resources for, you know, for families in the community, for victims, for families, victims, for, you know, for youth, for adults, you know what I'm saying? Because there's adults, a lot of adults that need help, bro. And and sometimes, you know, they need to learn communication skills, critical thinking skills, and uh, 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 anger management skills, stuff like that, because um, all that, all that just creates nothing but turmoil and passing it on to just generations of people just yeah. you know with this belief system and this you know you know destructive behavior you know what i mean yeah it's man just, you gotta be able to con yeah definitely try to teach him that you know control his emotions be strong mentally and physically because he's a man right and uh that's it man just and just i honestly like i try not to be involved too much in his decision of what he's gonna do in the future i think that's up to him to decide that's his role to take. You know? Have you ever asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up? Yeah, but I think he said something like firefighter, you know, something like that, which is, no, I have no problem with that. But mm -hmm. he's a kid. He sees, you know what I'm saying? If he sees something cool, I want to be that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, And I think it's great because honestly, bro, like when I grew up and people asked me, like the, nobody was wanting to be a firefighter, an attorney, a doctor, a police officer. <laughs> nobody, everybody wanted to be a gangster. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, I got you. And that's just how it was. That was the way of life for everybody. Everybody just wanted to eat. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to survive. Everybody just wanted to, you know, be rich or have money. Right. And nobody ever talked about college or graduating high school or careers or futures or none of that. Everybody was just living for the day because tomorrow wasn't promised. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's nice, though, to be able to see now that people think more about the future now and plan and prepare and value education and, and um, you know, value themselves. Well, there's got to be a balance, right? Because you cannot be stuck in the future too much. You're going to fuck. You're going to like just freak out, you know, because you really don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what you plan to do. Uh, but at the same time, you kind of just whatever, you know, like you say, control your emotions or whatever you do. Try to think ahead a little bit, like almost like chess, right? Like, okay, I make this move. What is this move that I do gonna cause, right? Mm -hmm. It could cause good things, bad things, more bad things, more, you know, more bad things, more good things. Mm -hmm. So you make your decisions, try to, or at least try to make decisions that way. Mm -hmm. That's critical you know? thinking, you know, exactly. when you look at the whole picture, everything, you know, yeah. in a split minute, you got to be able exactly to make a conscious decision. Yeah. You know? So I tried to put that in his brain from early on, That's early dope. on, you know, control his emotions, be strong mentally, physically, um, understand that every decision you make will have a consequence, whether you like it or not, whether mm -hmm. it's good or not, whether you, whether you notice it or not right now or in the future. Right. Um, mainly those things, man. That's mainly what I want to him to take from me those things after that is like 
he's gonna be his own person i'm not gonna be that parent that gets involved too much in their kids either because i feel like they don't develop i know because i i know when i when i was in prison i knew guys i'm talking about they were already grown men 40 50 even 60 years old and they had careers as doctors, attorneys, wow. real estate. Like, you had a lot of really intelligent, you know, even successful people, you know, who were in prison. Yeah. But just had a bad day or one, you know, just one thing and just turn your life upside down. Jesus but Christ. a lot of them just said that they resented, you know, their career and stuff like that because a lot of their parents pushed them to be something that they didn't want to be. You know, a lot of times parents push their kids to fulfill dreams that they didn't do or, or uh, accomplish when they were young. So they want to live their lives through their kids. That's a big one. And they push them sometimes to the military or sometimes to do this, that, and the other. And, and, and these are grown men and they're like, you know, I just, I did it because that's what my family, uh, you know, pushed me to go get an education, get a job like this. But I preferred to do this or that. And this is what I always wanted to do and what I wanted to be. So they live a lifetime just feeling unfulfilled. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And that's exactly why I got into music, right? Otherwise, I could have been something else. I was going for psychology. So I could have been a psychology by now. And, psycho you know, psychologist perhaps helping people. But it's like, damn, man. Like, what about if I help myself? first mm -hmm. i want to help myself and then i then i became a father right it's like damn imagine i'm a psychologist yeah i make money blah blah, blah whatever whatever right if you don't mind me asking are you still with the mother is the mother oh no no, no we no? separated a long time ago okay so does he still get to see his mother though yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah. we live five minutes away from each other okay he walks back and forth like i'm uh, above everything you know like i've been through a lot of shit with you know in this situation with my kid and the mom but at least we are close. We we have communication. You know, we don't have any issues that's with, beautiful, when it comes bro. to him. So at least yeah, I'm lucky that great. that I'm in that situation, right? Which wasn't easy, but you know. But yeah, man, like yeah, like 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 you were saying, right? Like I don't want him to be unfulfilled with his life. Especially this, mm -hmm. you know what's interesting, man? And that's great, bro. I really respect you for Thank that. you, man. And that worked before. Because before you didn't have the internet. Before you didn't know there was a 20 year old making music and people love him mm -hmm. before you were like that's it magazines maybe tv a little bit you know before sure do what your parents say because you don't really know better but now bro your parents telling you to go to college to do a lame ass job that is not for you but then you see somebody who's your contemporary doing something cool as fuck making mm -hmm. money with it being a good person doing this like what you feel me? Yeah, no doubt. At least about when it. you don't see it, you don't feel it. But once you see it, you feel that shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. So So how did you get into music, bro? I always been into music since uh since high school, but uh like So you know, back in Peru? Back in Peru, yeah, man. That started when I was I wanna say sophomore year maybe. What like, are some of the popular instruments that they use for out there for music? Well, Nowadays, most people listen to, you know, reggaeton or uh, rock music or cumbia. So a lot of guitar, bass, your typical stuff. If we're talking about the dancing shit, you know, like, uh, let's say salsa, then there's the congas, you know, all the time. Come on, everybody, let me see you conga. Exactly. That was that Miami sound machine. Oh, yeah, I grew up listening to that the girls dancing. But, um... Yeah, so it's if you're talking about like the original music, 
you know, it's like it's definitely more more complex than that, which I don't even know how to play, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But because uh, I know different countries have yeah. like different instruments that they might not use in the stage more maybe more of a caribbean or more traditional sound the world's big man the world's big you know yeah definitely it's it's insane they even said i I thought like it was like illegal even to play some instruments in different countries (laughs) even in like cuba stuff like that like you can't just I mean, let's be honest. They can make anything they want legal or illegal. I know, ain't that crazy? That, that fucking bro, crazy. I went to jail. How many times for weed? I come home and everybody got weed. You like, what me? the I fuck? Said, Look at this shit here. They know me some reparations for this shit. For real, I, me and my mom, man, it's all up in jail for weed. It's insane power, right? Power is and insane. River Rouge at that. River Rouge took me to jail so many times for weed. And now they got 22 dispensaries up and down Jefferson. I said, look at this shit here. It's a slap in my face. I need a cut. Want me to tell you something, man, about weed? Whenever I smoke weed, I always feel like like my parents don't know. And I don't know. I don't think they're going to watch it because they don't really understand English. <laughs> so it's a blessing <laughs> problem. <laughs> but whenever I smoke weed, bro, I almost feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like I know in my mind, I know I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. But inside of me, it's a feeling that you cannot overcome on your own. It's just, it's almost like when you when you're on top of something high, right? You have that feeling of like the high, like the high fear. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. You just feel it when you're on top of a bridge or whatever. I feel like that when I that anxiety, not, that, that anxiety yeah. of oh damn, this is so wrong because I was born in a country where that's wrong, wrong, wrong. None of my parents even smoke or drank, like. Mm-hmm. So it's like. To this day, bro, to this day, I'm 34 years old. I still feel when I have to smoke either on my own with people, I still feel that like anxiety a little bit. I'm smoking. <laughs> it's crazy. Like you're man. doing something wrong. Huh? Like I'm doing something wrong. I'm a grown ass man living my own life. You know, nobody helps me like that. You know, so it's like, that's why I believe like it, th- those ye- your formative years, right? They're mm-hmm. so important, dude. They're so important. That's why we're, what you're doing is, is amazing. I, I would like to one day. Also do something for kids, especially for kids, you know what I mean? Uh, because that's the critical moment sometimes where that can decide their future, you know? Man, they are the future, bro. They and future. honestly, I encourage these kids, you know, because a lot of times you ask them, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And they're, a lot of them don't know. They'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, you know, I break it down to them. And I'm like, listen, yeah. it's okay to want to be a fireman. It's okay to want to be a police officer, an attorney, uh, you know, a prosecutor, a doctor. Like, oh, like we need more of our people being educated and being in these positions. Yeah. You know, I need you to be a politician. I need you to be involved in lawmaking. You know what I'm saying? because that's how you change the world is by getting involved you know and uh it's very important for people in our community to be stepping up you know if you got a problem with it change it become it become the growth become the change you know the change you want to see right that's what they say become yeah the be the change that you want to see and that's how it starts bro but that's the hard part that's the hard part you know because mm-hmm. it's easy to talk right it's easy to say you need to do this or i need to do this it's hard to walk the walk bro it's hard to walk the walk, man. Like, hey, man, you are the first guest that ever went and used the bathroom right in the middle of a live real? show. My, I'm sorry, dude. Hey, <laughs> no, you, it's dope, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's Thank all you. good. You look, know what I mean? But I just thought about that. I said, I ain't had not one person yeah. that do me like so that. So this is like a monumental day. But it's day. all good. It's real, though. It's hey. authentic and it's real. And I it's... get that trophy. <laughs> the first and probably only guest now. 
Yeah, and you're gonna be the first guest to perform too. Hey, oh shit! Oh, oh yeah, man. we definitely got a, a treat for you at the end. This brother got some awesome music. So tell us about the music history, man. Who inspired you? Uh, what instruments? What type of interests? What artists do you like? What music do you like? What do you like to make? And promote yourself. Let them know where to find thank all you, your thank stuff. You. At. Thank you so much, man. Um, I it's funny, but a friend of mine influenced me back in school right and it's crazy how as kids you you think one way and now you're an adult you think another way right but this friend of mine brought his guitar i, I think we were 14 or 15 right At, around that age you really like girls and all that shit right so he brought his guitar to school and he played it during recess and i saw the attention he was getting bro from girls from guys <laughs> Dude, I was like, oh, I'm sold. I like this shit. <laughs> I'm like, I got to learn something. Yeah, people were attracted to him. Exactly, dude. It's crazy. And then that one friend got into a band with his other friends from the school, too. They needed a bass player. I didn't know how to play guitar or bass. But I had a shitty old guitar from my stepdad at home. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll join you guys just for fun, you know? And they couldn't find a bass player. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll play bass. Because I realized bass was just like what the guitar plays, but just one string. So like I just do pom 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 pom. I'm like that that's that seems easy. So I start doing that, man. And I was so bad at it, I didn't even know how to tune my bass. <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> to one of the first presentations that we actually played, like like live events we played, I didn't even bring a chord. I didn't know how to tune my bass, so if my bass was tuned, it was it was horrible. But anyways, that was my first thing, my first music thing, right? Um, I, so in in high school, I did the the rock band. I was a bass player of the rock band, whatever. And then uh, I moved into US, you know, just speed up a little bit. I moved into US. Obviously, the band the band broke up. I still wanted to do music, so I decided to learn guitar once I was in US. So my hopes and dreams really were to be a rock guy right like i wanted to be in stage i wanted to be that guitar player on stage looking cool as fuck sexy and shit long hair you know like you want to be like chris and lead guitar and i Selena. wanted to be like slash kind of like slash okay. you know what i'm saying i didn't have to sing nothing just fucking look cool just as rock fuck out. do the solos rock out my cock out and then <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what i really wanted to be dude but it's like yeah. but I tried to put a band together. I realized that shit was harder than what it was, you know? <laughs> I can barely keep my relationships alive. Then a relationship with four people, I was like, damn, no. So that shit went to hell. I agree. I learned a lot from that, though. I loved it. Absolutely. From the band experience. But then I still wanted to do music, man. You know, I still, like, I had to itch. Like, it's like, it's almost like I have to. It's like, like you have to eat. You might not eat all the time, but you eventually mm -hmm. are going to have to eat. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel when it comes to music. Like, I might not make music every single minute of my day, obviously. Sometimes not even every day. But at some point, I'm going to sit down and something's going to come out, right? I decided to, because I already knew how to play guitar, like, okay, I'm going to learn how to sing. And it's going to be like an acoustic thing. So it's going to be Danny S, because I didn't know what else to pick, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, looking back, it's like, what the fuck was I thinking? I could I could have picked something cooler. But it's Danny is, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I started singing and playing acoustic guitar. I got so bored of my own singing and playing, bro, because I was so used to the band thing. You know, you have a drummer and... Psh, psh, dun, 
yeah, all that shit to, dun, 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 you know, yeah. whatever. So it's like, ah, it's not for me. I kind of quit it. Then I start dating this one girl, uh, this Latina girl, because I used to, I, I was more used to date like American girls, but I started dating this Latina girl. We, we started going out more to clubs and dancing. And When you say American girls, you mean like white girls? Yeah. Okay. Mainly. All right. <laughs> okay. But mainly, but uh, um, but just uh, okay. <laughs> Not because I don't women. like other girls. It's just White like women. where I'm. Like I'm in Shelby Township. There's more of them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> silly as hell. Hell no. You feel me? I said I thought they was all American girls, but I said. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you said. I think, I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what a way to put me in the spot. I'm sweating now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was we going with this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I started dating this one girl, right? So we started going out, clubbing, you know, drinking clubbing. I started listening to the new reggaeton shit. And funny enough, bro, when reggaeton came to the scene, I'm talking about when 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 I was in high school, I didn't like it at all, dude. Reggaeton? I didn't like reggaeton. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never really cared for hip hop even. Mm-hmm. I learned those things here. And once I listened to the new sounds, to the new stuff, because during this time I was heavy into rock music. So most of my life was basically rock music. And then I realized, you know what? I want to sing and do reggaeton, hip hop, whatever. Wow. That's a hell of a transition. Transition, but... Who were some of the rock bands that you liked, like when you were younger, like Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, uh, Cinderella? (laughs) Cinderella. You know, not honestly, bro. Like I back then, I used to listen to a lot of Peruvian bands. Okay, so I'll I'll no say way. the names, but nobody's gonna get it. Injectores, Asma Reir. Like they're not really. I always been kind of like underground, dude. Okay, I, I never been to like uh, whatever is popping, popping. Even now with my music, I don't listen to what's popping, popping because sometimes but your music popping though. That boy's yeah. live. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I can't wait for you to perform it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, but um. And do you write all your own music? Yeah, I write everything. Okay. Eventually, I'd like to have a team, though, because it's fun to write in teams, you know? And I don't have that issue where... I, I, I think you hear some musicians like, no, I don't want nobody to write my shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, let's all write. It's more fun, dude. It's yeah. more fun to win, like, in a group it's and It's real, because it's real, man. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's more fun. You, you just get to things faster, right? And, uh, and I've done it before with... Uh, the way I started doing this, because I didn't know how to do any of this, I started going to Chicago. Because I knew a producer there that was for Latin music, <clears throat> so I'm like, listen, I'm a rock guy. I I wasn't even aware of what a chorus should sound like. Like I didn't know shit. I I started going to Chicago heavily. I'm talking about 2017, 2018, 2019, um, almost up until the pandemic. I would go to Chicago at least once a month. Okay. To record music, and at doing so, I would watch what my producer did, and from that, I start producing myself. So now I try to do everything, uh, mainly because I like the idea of uh, auto-sufficiency. You feel me? Like, I have no no problems with collaborating with other people. But I have nobody to collaborate with. I don't want to stop. You got to collaborate with Pablo Pleasure, man. I think you guys would be dope for each other. I'll be down, man. man. I'll be you down. guys would kill a song for sure, man. I'll be down. He said he would add me in Facebook. He hasn't added me yet, but I'll be yeah. down. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down, like... For me, it's just like it. But going back to the beginning, this is just how I want to live. Mm-hmm. I want to live making music, live from my music, and let's see what happens from there. You know, and um, no doubt, man. I don't know. To me, that's 
that's my American dream, right? Like just doing what you want to do, making money, doing what you want to do, and being able to do everything you want to do with what you want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell that I haven't really thought this out you very well. You can do what you want to do, what you want to do, what you, you want to do, what you want to do, what you want to do. Just do it. Don't forget that. <laughs> Hey, listen, Daddy S, man, it's definitely been a pleasure, man, kicking it with you, wow. having laughs, hearing your story. Um, we got a treat for you, man. Give us a couple seconds. Let us transition. This brother's going to perform one of his songs. What's the name of the song? Ahora yo gano. It's, it's translated to Now I Win. Now I now Win. Now it's me that wins. Tell them where they can find your music, where they can tap in and find you at. And then we're going to go straight to the performance. We're going to close out. Much love to everybody who's been tuning in. Thanks so and much. And sharing and subscribing and all that, man. I appreciate y'all. I love you guys, man. And, uh, you know, next week I got a whole long list for the rest of the year of all bomb-ass guests that are going to come and share their stories and uh, do performances like the one you guys are about to see. So thank you. I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Everybody be safe. Weather's beautiful out there. Get out there. Suck up some of that sun. Revive that spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you guys can find me at anywhere, really. Uh, if you use Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, anywhere you listen to music to, you can find me there as Danny S. D-A-N-I space S. All social media, you can find me at Danny S. Musica. Uh, D-A-N-I-S M U S I C I got confused. <laughs> M U <laughs> Wow. B I N G O B I N G O <laughs> This is this is sad. But you can find me at Danny S Musica. I'm not gonna spell it anymore. And, uh, <laughs> there's probably gonna be a link in there, you know what I'm saying? Um, good. This is what happens when you drink less than a beer. <laughs> And you it's haven't drank in years. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man, the, the opportunity. I, I love what you're doing again, you know, and thank you everybody that's listening to us. Hopefully you got something productive from our conversation. And, I don't know. Hopefully I come back, man. This is definitely, definitely. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.